Pace, Ashton, Lord, Marsden, lest we forget, because they were such a tight little unit when they first were around, and they didn't stay for long, of course, but when they were out on tour, as this 1977 Sight and Sound BBC live document shows. It's similar, and it might even be the same, as the running order for the live album, which is a great piece of work as well. But, you know, it's great to see them work, and it just shows what a well-balanced unit they were. Because you've got a stage full of people and enormous amounts of... um, of equipment on there. Really, you've got the female singers at the back and Ian Pace at the back, bassist at the back, horns at the back, Bernie Marsden kind of halfway down. But the, but the whole of the of the front is John Lord's piano and organ and synth setup, and then Tony Ashton's um, synth setup as well. You know, and his little area to sing and prowl around in, and it really really works. First of all, the sound is not great to start off with. It's a little high, so we really get John Lord synths coming through. I mean, I like John Lord synths a lot, but not really at that volume. Not really so it feels they're pushing a needle right into my cochlea. This is a ghost story, of course, which is so great because it has that rolling synth and that feeling at the back of it, which so much of Pace Ashton Lord's music did, but it does have that moment where the horns really push in, and here they just sort of open the door slightly and say, is it all right if we come in? It's a bit of a shame, really. In Pace's drums are slapping rather than sharp, but we know they're a great band, and we see immediately... Tony Ashton doing that kind of, I suppose, similar to Joe Cocker type stick, you know, type stick, you know, really selling it. Not moving about the stage, he's not a Freddie Mercury, but you know, he's he's planted there, but it's his little area, and he really sells this. Works incredibly well, and the camera loves him. For 90% of this hour and a bit, the camera is stuck to him. And quite rightly so, he's pretty magnetic. By the time of the second track on the road again, again, the sound has thankfully cleared up. And Marsden's guitar, that that really full tone, just comes through. The bass is heard as well. Paul Martinez's bass really heard strongly as well. And what this what this um, concert shows is that Marsden is such a feature. His vocals are so good in this, you know. Also, you know, he's... he he's and, and I'd forgotten this entirely. He sings Steamroller here, sings it with beautiful, um, emotional presence. And his guitar solo is so sinuous. And, you know, I thought while I was watching it, well, it's very good of those three to let him sing that. And yes, it is. He'd not done much work before. Then I think he'd he'd come from Babe Ruth and, you know, not done an enormous amount of work. And this is a big opportunity for him. But him being there really, really just embroiders 
a little extra a little extra collar on that sound and gives the opportunity of a different kind of voice because Tony Ashton's voice is strong but rough and raucous and Bernie Marsden has that higher voice clear blues feel works beautifully and with the sound of the two female singers that is just a heavenly sound you know on the road again again has that lovely drum line in the middle of it from Ian Page and he really drives this on and then the sax and the trumpet come along beautifully chasing that line it's so impressive when it hits and for most of this gig it does Mr Giver for instance you know this is like a centerpiece it's it the the, the horns blart beautifully here nice trumpet solo always good to hear that sharpness that rolling synth is there again and you know Ashton suddenly cuts loose on his bluesy piano line it's it's just sublime to be honest it really is you know they don't need lots of big back projection lots of big pyro and lots of big um, lights there's none of that here and and as a as a sort of um, live event we don't see the crowd much until the end it's packed but we don't see the crowd until the end we don't need to there's so much going on here it's a lovely um, it's a lovely combination of these are serious musicians making really fun music but look they're having a great time and look at Mr Ashton he's really selling this too actually on this um, particular live document the sort of late night sadness of I'm going to stop drinking so apparent and you know looking through the prism of the issues that the band had um, in the future with supposedly Tony Ashton's um, drink uh, issues you know that sort of the songs imbued with that and also as the concert goes on you'll seem a little bit more refreshed but um, that may be just me looking at this you know, that could be just my truth. But, you know, when you have a track that's so catchy and yet has so much musicality to it, remember the good times, you know, and they can just throw that in. They really should have finished with the title track, really, because it's an enormous piece. They don't. They finish with Sneaky Privately, which is less propulsive. It's a shame, really, because that title track is... And it's not on the 1977 live album, I don't think. You know, Ashton dances around without any concern as to who is seeing him doing that. It's really powerful, this piece. Then he comes over to Lord and starts playing with him. And Lord says, no, go on, you you, you do it. He says, no, no, you join in with me. And they're having to go with that. Lord gives him the, the space to do that. And then takes his... Hammond and rocks it back and forward. He's pushing that Hammond. And, you know, when he does that, Ashton stands up and looks at him as if to say, that's extraordinary, what are you doing? The band grow and grow and grow. And this really should be the way they should finish. It's an enormous explosion of sound. But this band didn't need explosives. They didn't need pyro. They didn't need lasers. Even the guy who introduces it halfway through saying, let me just take a break and introduce the band to you, doesn't stop them. They just go straight back in. 
this was a band absolutely in their pomp. And I'm, of course, a lover of this music as well. You know that. But this just shows a band who really could have had it all. Look, it's a five out of five. You know it. Of course it is. I love the band and this is a great way to watch them. And I'd advise anybody who loves the band, listen to the live album, to seek this out. It is available out there. And you won't be sorry. What a powerful, wonderful set. What could have been, eh? Ta-ta.